Hey everyone, I hope you're having a good holiday season, despite the circumstances. This time for me is always a great opportunity to reflect on the year and what a year we've had. Even with everything that's happened, I can't help but be grateful. In particular, I am so grateful for the fact that Immigrantly has been running for eight seasons. Can you believe that? I can't. I am in awe of all the guests, my team, and of course, listeners, all of you. This is possible because you come back every week to listen to our stories and believe in them. Thank you so much. We are wrapping up our eighth season with a fun, happy holiday episode. Now, if you live in America, there's no escaping Christmas. It's a staple of our culture. But I've always been curious about how Christmas is perceived by immigrants. If they do celebrate it, how do they mix the cultural differences in their traditions? If they don't celebrate it, like me, why don't they? And I have my reasons, which I will share with you in the episode. Do they feel left out? I don't. So we have compiled the perspectives of three immigrants, Mila, Henry and Kelly. They are all from different backgrounds, cultures, and they each have their own wildly interesting perspectives of Christmas. We had so much fun making this episode and we hope you enjoy it as much as we do. things we have Mila. Mila is of Asian, Persian, Uzbek descent. Isn't that amazing? But she grew up in Malaysia before immigrating to the US for college. Now for Mila, Christmas wasn't a holiday that was largely emphasized um, for reasons that she will talk about. It didn't have the cultural weight that it does here. So I did not celebrate Christmas growing up. In Malaysia, it was thought more of a white man holiday since the majority of the population was either Muslim or Hindu or Buddhist. The malls would be decked out with trees and baubles, but my family didn't really celebrate it. My stepdad was agnostic and my mom is Muslim, so it was never part of my religious upbringing. I have such a quasi Asian, Persian, Uzbek, but now also Christian background. Christmas was established in my life in Asia, where it was less about hallmarks and gifts and this consumerism. It was really about gathering, gathering all of your friends, your Hindu friends, your Muslim friends, your Buddhist friends together to sit around and to eat and to laugh. And Christmas wasn't just, you know, on the 25th. It wasn't a one day deal. It was a week long one or sometimes even two week long open house where people came together to put out goodies and put out really good food and you catch up with people who you haven't seen the entire year. And it was really special. I mean, you just went from house to house to house, just eating, eating, eating and talking and laughing. And it was just such a great memory for me. I grew up on the Straits of Malacca in the Portuguese settlement of Malacca. It's primarily a Catholic community and they were the only community that put up Christmas lights. And it really didn't matter if you were Muslim or if you were Hindu, but 
The whole town, regardless of race or religion, would drive through this Portuguese district to admire the Christmas lights. And it was just so cool because you saw this whole town come together to just admire the spirit of Christmas. And I think that it's just so special and it's something I look back on constantly. Sounds nice, right? I love that community-oriented aspect with less focus on consumerism. And to be honest, sometimes America's hyper-individualism is too much to handle. But after growing up in that culture, imagine Mila's surprise when it was time to experience American Christmas. So I immigrated to the U.S. by myself at 19 years old, and there was quite a bit of dissonance. I spent my first Christmas with my American host family, and they had this huge multi-million dollar mansion. They spent a lot of money on Christmas. We would go to Chicago and spend hours at Nordstrom's, and it was all very luxurious. And they would have a boatload of presents underneath the tree. And while I was so lucky to have them and really have that special time with them, I knew deep down inside this wasn't a holiday. It was a holy day. And as I watched Americans gravitate to consumerism year after year, it does make me sad to see that Christmas has, you know, lost its meaning. And it's just been replaced with all this stuff. You see these Hallmark Christmas movies about American Christmases on TV, at least I did while I was in Malaysia, and you wonder, like, do they really have a big turkey? Do they really run down on Christmas morning? And while I got to live there with my American host family, they put up, you know, decorations, they put up a tree in every room, uh, they had, like, the nutcracker decor, they did gingerbread houses and stockings, and it was like the whole enchilada. I really did feel like I was living in a movie because it was just so surreal. We had a Christmas Eve dinner and we sat around the fire that night and we opened at least one Christmas present that we got. And the family was just so nice and so loving towards me. They treated me like their own daughter and it was just, it was just so special to me. And I remember waking up at 6 a.m. and running down the stairs to open our presents just like they do in all the movies. And I remember one of my presents were these Ugg boots. You know, coming from Asia, I had no comfortable or warm boots for the wintertime. And they got me these really warm boots and I was so ecstatic. And then the immigrant reality dawns on you that these boots cost $120. And this is what your family makes per month in Uzbekistan. And, you know, they can feed a whole family with $120 for the entire month. And that was the cost of these boots. You know, you could pay for your aunt's expensive medication. You could put food on the table for that amount of money. And as an immigrant, you're always on this seesaw of emotions. You feel so lucky, but you feel so guilty at the time. Like, your present and your past worlds are constantly colliding and you can barely enjoy the things you get or you have without calculating what that would mean for someone else. You are constantly evaluating cost and worth and I think that is the immigrant Christmas identity in a nutshell. It's just constant evaluation, constant seesaw of emotions and some dissonance thrown in there, sprinkled over the top.
That is such an important point that Mila brings up. America's Christmas, well, <laughs> is so capitalistic and driven by consumerism. It brings a lot of joy, but at the same time, it can further such disconnect from real world issues. I will say one thing, though. Sometimes I feel like America's focus on capitalist consumer side of Christmas probably emanates from its attempt to make Christmas more palatable for everyone, for people from all different sorts of cultures. Maybe that is the reason. I don't know. What do you guys think? So here's the thing. I don't celebrate Christmas um, because I feel like it's a religious holiday. I connect it more to the religion itself rather than culture. And I feel like it is not my place to celebrate something that holds so much meaning to someone else who practices it or views it as their religious practice. Some may not agree with me. Some may think it's just a cultural practice of coming together. Um, I don't see it like that. I do wish my Christian friends uh, Merry Christmas. I send them gifts. But at the same time, I don't celebrate it in my house. I know one thing for sure. My younger daughter, when she grows up, she is going to celebrate Christmas in some form, some concoction of Pakistani-American Christmas slash Eid. She is going to create something. She talks about it. She's fascinated by this holiday. So yeah, that's my story. But what about people who don't celebrate anything at all? Luckily, we have Henry to give some perspective. Now, Henry comes from a multi-ethnic Asian family. For them, Christmas was viewed in a more casual sense. I don't really celebrate Christmas. My perception of Christmas is that it's a bit materialistic and transactional. And at the end of the day, I think that doesn't leave a very warm or pleasant feeling of Christmas. A lot of my experiences with gift giving in particular, having grown up with tiger parents, was like, if I do well in school, then I'll get gifts. And so I don't really have pleasant memories of Christmas because of that gift-giving element to it and how I associate gifts with Christmas. So I'm not sure if you're noticing this, but I am sensing a recurring theme here. Can we finally say it? Can I please say it? This obsession with gift-giving is honestly weird to me. It provides unnecessary stress. Also, what's with this idea of only getting gifts from Santa if you're nice. What if you're not nice? I mean, and who defines when you're nice and when you're not nice? And how many times can you be nice or naughty? Plus getting like coal if you are naughty. That's not very eco-friendly for Santa, guys. Come on, we are in 2020. I think the other thing is that the gift-giving culture in Asia seems to be really based on obligations. And so it seems like people need to give gifts to people regardless of whether they actually love or care about the other person. It seems like it's more of like an obligation that you need to do because of whatever social relationship you have with the people around you. I know that that caused a little bit of financial stress for my family. 
uh, because my family wasn't always middle class. And so I know that there was a lot of stress and hesitation about spending money on gifts growing up. At least on a personal level, I like the idea of just trying to regularly demonstrate love for my loved ones in a way that they want to feel loved, rather than needing to wait for holidays and large moments like Christmas and demonstrating love specifically by purchasing gifts. I come from a mixed Asian background. My dad is Chinese-Malaysian, and my mom is Taiwanese. My older sister and I were both born in Japan, but we came to the US when we were pretty young. I was like one year old when we came to the US. Everyone in my family speaks Japanese, and my parents also speak Mandarin on top of that, but my sister and I both don't speak Mandarin. I think because of the language, I don't have a super strong sense of Asian identity. Even though I'm kind of like ethnically Chinese, I don't speak Mandarin, and so I didn't fit in with either Japanese or Chinese American social circles. And so because of that, I didn't really grow up with the cultural context of a lot of Asian or American holidays. The other thing is that my family doesn't have any relatives in the US, it's just our nuclear family. So we didn't have those social circles to kind of enforce strong traditions or holidays or anything like that. I think I started to get a sense of American Christmas culture from my classmates in school around second or third grade. I think I noticed that the biggest disconnect between me and other kids was the fact that other kids had extended relatives in large communities in the US, and it would be about bringing everyone together to celebrate Christmas and give each other gifts. So it felt like there were these different dimensions of Christmas to other people. Like for instance, you would celebrate Christmas with your nuclear family, and then you would celebrate it with your extended family, and then your wider community like your church or your Chinese school and these other groups. Meanwhile, for me, it was primarily a thing for just my nuclear family, but even then it wasn't really strong. Like we would just not celebrate it sometimes if we didn't really feel like it. I think Henry brings up something that many immigrants can relate to. I have spent so many holidays without my family. And believe you me, it's not easy. Many of us are separated from our extended families, so the holidays can be a little lonely, especially this year, because I can't even go to visit my siblings um, in Chicago and Denver. So the next time you are rolling your eyes when your Trump-supporting uncle starts to rant, know that being able to celebrate with your family is still a huge blessing. Now to our third guest. Our third guest is a good friend of mine and she was among the first few guests I interviewed season one, episode two. If you haven't checked it, go back. The voice quality may not be stellar and Kelly and I may have fumbled a number of times, but I can bet you her conversation was so, so, so good. Now, Kelly is originally from Peru, where the Christmas celebrations are a bit different from how it's celebrated here. But Kelly has managed to create new traditions that balance both cultures. Take a listen. I celebrate Christmas because it is a time of the year when my whole family just comes together and we just spend time and we spend an entire evening enjoying food, drinks and exchanging gifts. My perception of Christmas has really changed throughout the years. Um, as a child, when I lived in Peru, Christmas definitely had a religious connotation. But as I grew older and I moved to the States, I began to see Christmas more as a celebration of family than connecting it with anything religious. Also, as I grew older and I started practicing religion, 
I wanted to continue to take part of this family tradition. I'm originally from Peru, and yes, the way that we celebrate Christmas in the States is very different than how it's celebrated in most of Latin America, especially in Peru. I think in Peru, Christmas is celebrated almost like New Year's. There is a countdown to midnight, there are fireworks, and we wait until midnight to open gifts and have dinner. And also many people go to midnight mass because Christmas, especially in Peru, is closely associated with religion. My family and I have kept a lot of the same traditions that we practice in Peru. For example, we usually celebrate Christmas Eve instead of Christmas Day. So we all get dressed up and have a big family dinner on the 24th. And then we stay up and we do the countdown to Christmas. And this is when we all just wish each other Merry Christmas and open gifts. We also all go to bed very late and this is because we're staying up celebrating, you know, drinking, dancing, listening to stories. And then the 25th has become more of a recovery day and this is when we eat leftovers and just lounge around the house watching Christmas movies and drinking hot chocolate. So we don't do much on the 25th, but I've started this new tradition with my friends who are also mostly of Latin American descent where we go out to eat dinner on Christmas day. And we just exchange gifts and this is just a new tradition that we have as a way to celebrate Christmas together because we have already celebrated Christmas with our family the day before. Also one very peculiar tradition that we have kept from Peru is that we love to eat fruitcake with hot chocolate during the holidays. And I don't know why but for some reason during the holiday season fruitcake is just one of the most popular pastries sold in Peru. However, it's kind of funny because here in the United States, fruitcake is seen as a joke or as an undesirable gift. And even when my friends who are also Latinx see that I have fruitcake at my, how at my house, they're pretty much perplexed as to why I eat it. And I think fruitcake is just such a Peruvian thing to do, especially eat during Christmas and the holiday season that we don't mind paying a lot of money for an imported Peruvian fruitcake. Okay, let me say something here. As an immigrant, I am surprised and even offended at how divided Americans are about fruitcake. Now, my mom, my mother, I call her Mone, she loves fruitcake. And I have such vivid and beautiful memories of eating fruitcake with my mother. Why is fruitcake so controversial here? I feel like people either love it or find it absolutely disgusting. It feels like it's just as polarizing as, hmm, electoral politics in America? Can someone please explain this to me? I would love to hear your thoughts on it. My favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone 2. And the reason why I really love this movie is because it's set in New York. And I just remember watching it as a kid in Peru. New York just seemed like such a magical place to be during the holiday season. I think also the fact that the protagonist just hated celebrating Christmas in a tropical climate really resonated with me. And that is because, you know, Christmas is lands in the summer in Peru. So I guess as a child in Peru, I was fed the idea that a true Christmas is supposed to be a white Christmas. One where there is snow, big trees, and lots of gifts. One where you go to sleep on Christmas Eve and wake up Christmas Day to just a room full of toys. And even though I wanted a more traditional American Christmas as a kid, as I grew up, I began to recognize the importance of tradition and also how unique Christmas can be for different people. I mean, I still do traditional American Christmas things like going to Rockefeller Center to see the tree and also stopping by Saks and Macy's to see their windows display. 
and I also listen to a lot of American Christmas carols. But as I've gotten older and I have stopped receiving as many gifts as before, Christmas has become more about giving to the ones that I love and being with them and listening to stories and just about being together with family. And I think we have created our own Christmas traditions and I would not change that for the world. I loved hearing Mila, Henry and Kelly talk about their experiences with Christmas. To end the episode, I asked them to share what they think are the true values of Christmas. This is what they had to say. I think our Christmas culture has both personal and capitalistic motivations that kind of feed back and forth into each other. So on one end, Christmas and other holidays are really nice because they give some structure to the sense of monotony that we all feel all the time throughout the year. And having these things to look forward to every couple of months is actually really nice. So for me personally, I live in the Bay Area where the weather's pretty temperate compared to a lot of parts in the US. And not having holidays and not having these landmarks throughout the year has really contributed a lot to the whole, like time is standing still and it's still March feeling that I think a lot of people kind of share. But on the other hand, I think the capitalistic influences of Christmas kind of add fuel to that personal motivation. And it tries to hype up Christmas to be a lot more than it already is. So since people are shopping for gifts for Christmas, companies add deals so that people will buy more from them and then they make the deals earlier to like get people more hyped. And then that's how we end up with like Black Friday and how insane Black Friday gets, right? With like people lining up for hours just to like buy a toaster oven or something from Best Buy. And then it's not just the material things that people buy as well. It's, you know, music companies will create like the 18th cover of the song Baby is Cold Outside and then people will post about how the song is sexist and offensive. And at the end of the day, the point is to get people to engage more and consume more, whether it's financially or through your attention span or on social media and all these ways. The core value of Christmas is in the name itself, Christ. It is a both happy and solemn holy day that pinpoints to his birth. Happy because he brought eternal life, but solemn because at his birth, he knew of his cruel death. And that's all from a religious perspective. From a cultural perspective, the core is always family and together and to praise and to pray. It is a holy day that is built on the idea of people gathering and sharing. If you break it down further, the core is always people. It is always about people. And I think America has drifted so far from that. It has become more about stuff. People here come together to tolerate each other and get the presents instead of the other way around. Presents have taken the place of people. I don't know what the true core values of Christmas are. If I was a child growing up Catholic, I think I would have said that, you know, it's about celebrating the birth of Jesus. But as I've grown older, I think that Christmas has become more of a family tradition than a religious celebration for me. So in my opinion, I don't think that there are any true core values to Christmas as I don't see it through a religious lens. To me, Christmas has become very much like Thanksgiving, you know, where it's a time where family can come together, but not necessarily celebrate anything in the specific. And also, I think it's more about reuniting with family than actually looking at it through the lens of divinity. I like to think that Christmas is a day where you get to practice mindfulness and appreciation towards your loved ones. I think it's because I never really had this experience, but having a dedicated time of year to celebrate your multiple communities and loved ones feels really heartwarming. 
I love ending on that note. The holiday season, whether you celebrate or not, it's a time to practice mindfulness and appreciation. I feel like we can get so caught up in the frenzy of the year ending that so often we forget to just slow down and reflect. Whether you feel relieved, thankful, happy, sad, this is a great time to look back on everything you got to experience and feel during this year, especially 2020, which I don't think any of us will be forgetting. So tell me, what are you feeling during this time? Thank you again for sticking with us for eight seasons. We've grown so much as a platform and I know that we couldn't do it without you. Thank you to our content writer, Sarah, for writing script for this episode. And she is also the associate producer for this particular episode. I am so proud of her and I am so proud of the fact that she is part of our incredible immigrantly team. Cheers to surviving a crazy year. I hope you all have an amazing holiday season. Oh, and don't forget to tune in to season 9, which will launch on January 5th.